Talk with Ben Tompkins. All right, this is going to be an all-timer, man. This has all-timer written all over it. How you doing, everybody? This is Real Talk. I am Ben Tompkins. We are presented by Nobody Currently. I've been saying for months and over months, just like a year in the making, I've been saying these are the mixtape days. And you know what? Through all of the moments of self-doubt and all of the little things that have come up in the last year, year and a half almost, that have made me think, oh my God, is this my path? Things like what happened this last weekend in Columbus make me go, oh, fuck yeah, this is it, chief. This the one right here. I just got to stay down with this. I got to stay grinding, and good things are going to come, man. This is an all-timer. This is Uber Stewart's Columbus. How you doing, everybody? I am so glad if you're listening to this that we've connected in some way, whether we just met or whether you've been riding with me since the beginning of this show, then I'm very glad that you're still coming back and enjoying what you're listening. And I swear to God, my number one promise to you is that week after week, I'm going to come on here and give you everything I got. And whether I am on your college campus doing open mic sessions or whether we get to ride with each other in an Uber together and I'm driving and you're my passenger, I swear I will always keep it real with you and I will never give you anything less than everything that I got. That's real talk. All right, this is a very special episode, and things went as well as they could have possibly gone up in Columbus. I mean, I brought my boy Connor Dewey, the first intern I've ever hired for Godfather Media, and I brought him along. We road tripped up there. I got a hotel room, and we had two double beds, and I, you know, I, I bring everything we need. I brought stuff to work out with on Saturday, met some cool friends at the park. I brought stuff to make sandwiches and some goldfish, and like I fed the kid. You know, I got him some Chick-fil-A on Saturday night. We'll get to all that, but I brought my intern along with me because, you know, Drake once said that I can't live and hold the camera. Somebody's got to take this. It's hard to do both things at the same damn time. And I need somebody to hold the camera for me. And Connor, I'm working with him to help get his podcast going. But he came up and he shot video all day long for me on Saturday. And that's my homie, man. I mean, that's my homie. So that went really well. And the open mic sessions, something that I just did for the very first time, like over uh, a week or two ago down at the Waterfront Park in Louisville, you know, Sat out there for a couple hours, it went pretty well, little test run, and then boom, I bring it up to Ohio State's campus, set up, had hella students coming by, tons of great interactions and impressions, and I've got six clips from the day that are just, they're awesome, they're awesome. So I've got a lot of Uber stories for you today, and I've also got a lot of clips from the open mic sessions that I did on Ohio State's campus this past weekend. I want to go ahead and give you the little descriptions for the Uber story so you know what you're getting today, and then I'll follow up with some thoughts on uh, just where we're at with the show and what a massive fucking dub this entire Columbus experience has been. And, by the way, this is only part one. Part two is going to be dropping next week, and that's going to be more Uber stories from Columbus as well as a breakaway festival reaction and uh, recap. That's I, I, I'm really excited for that one. I cannot wait. I'm going to see Kygo. Bonnaroo just got canceled today. That really sucks. I am so sorry to everybody that was looking forward to going to Bonnaroo. But hey, look, buy a ticket and come with me to Breakaway Festival. I'm rolling up there solo, and I'm planning on meeting people as I go because I truly believe that there 
are no such thing as strangers in this world to me. There's only friends that I haven't met yet. So this is going to be my first festival solo. Definitely going to be linking up with some people that I know once I get up there, but I'm walking in and out of this thing solo dolo and making friends as I go. So if we just connected in the last week, I highly encourage you to get a ticket to Breakaway Festival and come see Kygo with your boy. Griffin, Elenium, Sam Felt, DJ Press Play, Sophie Tucker, dude. I am... <laughs> Okay, well, well, you know what? That, that'll that be part two, but this is part one, and I want to go ahead and give you the descriptions of the Uber stories that you're going to hear today. So first is Spicy Situation. Now look, I've got audio for all of these stories, and Spicy Situation, I really don't do this a lot, where I just run something start to finish, but this is the absolute spiciest story from the weekend, and quite possibly the spiciest story that I have ever had. This is a 40-something lover who less than a week ago had just broken up with a guy that he had been with for 16 years, and then he runs into his ex's 20-year-old boy toy at the bar. And the boy toy is an employee for the business that these two partners own and operate together. It's messy, it's juicy, and it's a must-listen. The next story on today's episode is Bambi Lives. This is the most taxicab confessions-esque story, and this is about a man and his animal-loving wife who are relieved when my acute awareness and five-star driving skills avoid what could have been a deadly disaster, and both comedy and drama ensue in the form of her drunkenly rambling about all kinds of critters, as well as some piping hot tea on the Urban Meyer and noted wife-beater slash piece-of-shit Zach Smith situation. For the boys is the next story. This is my favorite ride of the weekend. This was Saturday night. I met a couple real ones. We were already just vibing and just being like, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? Like, broing out in the car. And then one of them was like, yo, you got any rap music? And I put a song on and I have his live reaction of whether or not he was feeling what I put on, which then leads to a story. We grabbed a TikTok at the end. Five-star ride, gentlemen. Five stars. Gamblers Anonymous is next. This is about a rider on his way back home from the Hollywood Casino sharing some tips on gambling, including how to read a table, and he shares the most money that he's ever won, as well as what it feels like to lose $50,000 in less than three hours. Then we've got a couple of quickies. Oedipus Rex is about a guy and his very inebriated buddy getting in and hilarity ensuing when I ask one friend why he froze out the other one from having access to his Wi-Fi. We had a little bit of fun there. And then the final story on today's episode is When a Stranger Calls, a customer service representative that speaks with people on the phone all day long, shares the most uncomfortable call that she's ever received. And then once we go through the stories, then I have all of the audio from being set up on Ohio State's campus and doing the open mic sessions and meeting a lot of really great people and connecting with them. And I think that is going to be the biggest showcase of my skills and what I'm doing and my ability to connect with people is the fun that I was having with these people and the fun that they had. And and it really set up for some cool moments. So I've got a ton of video from that as well. And that is going to be up on YouTube. I'm going to be putting those videos out. So go check out YouTube at 
BennyTomp18. Also check out TikTok and my Instagram. My personal Instagram are both at BennyTomp18. You can see some of the videos that I'm doing with my writers. And the show page on Facebook and on Instagram is at RealTalkWBennyT. Uh, quickly, I want to plug this. If you have Uber stories of your own that you want to be featured on this show, please send those to me either through DM or you can email them to me at realtalkwbennyt at gmail.com. Send those to me. I would love to get that segment rolling, feature some of your best or craziest or whatever most Uber stories. Send those to me and we'll get them plugged up. And um, I do a life advice segment. So a lot of what I was doing in the open mic sessions is life advice with some of these college students. But, uh, you know, the thing about life is that there is no such age that people stop learning or that really hard shit stops happening to you. It is a constant work in progress. We all are. That's the beauty of being a human being. And there are many situations in life where we all could use somebody to be like, hey, you know what, maybe if you just take this perspective or hey, maybe here's what you should do or hey, I know somebody that had this happen to them and here's how they handled it. I love doing life advice and I love talking about life and theorizing about these things. So please send me your what should I do in this situation Benny T type emails to realtalkwbennyt at gmail.com and I will get you guys plugged up on the life advice segment because there's some times where I'm not going to be in your city driving or I might not have been to your college campus yet or we might live in opposite ends of the country or like whatever the case may be but you need some real talk then I got you email me and I got you but dude Columbus was really a fucking huge but dude Columbus was really a massive fucking victory from start to finish. And it's all the, the, the crazy thing is it's only been part one. Like, this is part one. But it went so well, man. And I'm really proud of myself. I, I got to say that. I, I really am. I really am proud of myself because at each step of the way, this spring and summer, I had set out to do this concept in different cities. And in each time that I did one of these in Atlanta, Nashville, Chicago, and now having done Columbus... I look back and there was something that I learned at each step of the way and I took this concept and continued building on it and said, okay, so now this is what I'm going to do when I go to the next place. And now, okay, look, we learned this and this and this and maybe I'm not going to do this. And now I continue to build on that and build on that. And I've been taking this, if you build it, they will come brick by brick approach since June 2020 with this show. And it's starting to really take off and pay off. And I could not be more thrilled about that. I mean, just looking back to the first time that I went down to Atlanta and what it looked like when I was doing this, uh, being on an air mattress and staying with a friend and learning about what Uber driving regions were the hard way, but also getting to meet Noah Shabib, Drake's longtime producer and OBO co-founder 40, at Magic City on a Monday and him buying me shots and him like actually responding and receiving my pitch for this show and telling him what I'm doing and telling him why I identify so much with what him and Drake produced and what Drake was talking about during 
So Far Gone and during Thank Me Later and on those early albums and on Drake's mixtape days where he's like, they're like begging their moms not to give up on them and just to believe in them and they're in debt and they're like, what are we going to fucking do? But just having that innate belief in themselves that they are good enough, that all they have to do is continue working their ass off and it'll pay off. And I'm like, dude, I'm living that right now. Like I am on my friend's air mattress, I'm on Medicaid, I'm 29 years old, and I quit cushy jobs in the Bay Area, and I quit a sports radio job in order to come and do this, and meeting you here is the universe telling me that I'm on the right path, and this is the biggest confirmation that I could have ever gotten, and this is so much more important than coming down here and being able to do Uber stories, like this is exactly where I'm supposed to be, and I just got to stick with this, and everything that's happened between then and now has been incredible, nothing short of incredible, nothing short of frustrating, I still face these moments of self-doubt, But, you know, I just hired an intern. Godfather Media just hired an intern. And not only that, I brought him with me to Columbus. And we got a hotel room. No more friends, couches, or air mattresses anymore, baby. Bitty T don't shine shoes no more. Hey! And I brought my intern, Connor, with me. And that is my homie, dude. He is such a fucking homie. And I really love this kid. And I really love getting to work with him. And, like, being able to foster his interests in podcasts and working with him in order to launch his and developing him as a podcaster is really important to me. Mentorship is really important to me. It's why I do Big Brothers Big Sisters. It's why I've always taken every opportunity to to mentor people because I I believe that who you bring with you in life is important. And I want to be a fucking team captain, man. I am a team captain. I always have been. I always will be. And I finally got to add somebody to my team and bring somebody on. And we went down to Columbus and stayed in the same hotel room, different beds, okay, but same hotel room, eating out of the Lulu bag and the sandwich stuff in the cooler that I brought. And he's like, Watching how I'm doing this and watching I, 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 watching <laughs> everything that goes into it when you really start from the bottom. And to be in this moment and to have had it gone so well this last weekend and to just be thinking about that sentence alone. Like, dude, I hired an intern and I brought him with me to Columbus. And the footage that we got is incredible. He did great work all weekend long. And it's just like looking back on where I was six months ago. It's like night and day, man. It's night and day. So if you're thinking about starting that thing, that blog, that podcast, that art studio, that whatever the hell you're thinking about starting, you just got to do it. Progress over perfection. You're going to hear me talk about that with one of these clips, but you just got to do it. You got to start somewhere. Even though it's not perfect yet, You're going to look back in six months and be like, damn, I'm so glad that I just took Benny T's advice and fucking did the thing because now look how good I'm getting. Look how good the response and the feedback and the momentum that I'm building up is going like, dude, that guy is the fucking real talk goat right there, baby. And I'm like, going to be going, hell yeah, baby. Hashtag I ride with Benny T. (laughs) But man, it, it, it really went well. It really went well. So 
I uh, I'm looking at my notes here to make sure that uh, I'm I'm not missing anything. Really quickly, I do want to also plug this. So I plugged Uber stories and life advice. Please send that in. RealtalkWBennyT at gmail.com. Uh, thank you to Connor Dewey for all of his hard work on this episode and on the videos that you're going to be seeing drop on YouTube. Make sure you go and smash that subscribe button on YouTube. But also, if you're curious about what I listen to with my writers or just what I'm listening to when I'm in the gym or like my different moods, I have all these playlists made on both Apple Music and Spotify. So both of them are up there wherever you listen to music and I have a ton of different playlists and they're full of slaps. They're full of slaps. So make sure you go and check those out. Please follow along on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at BennyTomp18 or on Facebook and the show page for the Instagram is at RealTalkWBennyT. And please, this may be the most important thing that I say this entire intro. Please, it takes literally two seconds. If you're an Apple Podcast listener, please leave a rating and a review on this show. It really helps me out. It really helps me grow the show. And it takes a very little effort from you, but the reward that it yields is massive. It's massive. People look at that stuff, and it really matters, so please do that for me. I have no sponsors, but I do want to shout out my boy Tyler Pope. He owns the barbershop Fades on 4th, and if you're around Louisville and you're either passing through or you're here in the city and you're like looking for somebody that you trust to cut your hair then go and check out my boy. He's the godfather of the fade. That's what I call him, man. You can check out his work at Fades with a Z, Fades on 4th, 502, or at only one Pope underscore. And check out the pins that my buddy Ryan Jones is making with his grandpa at Roots and Jones. They actually just made it into the San Francisco International Pin Show, and he was out in the Bay. You know I rep the Bay every day, Bay, Bay, hey! Um, but really cool stuff happening for both these guys. So please go and check out their businesses. And if you're in the Louisville area and you need a new place to get your hair cut and maybe a little bit of a fade in the back or whatever you need, Pope will take care of you. And if you're looking for a great way to make an impact, either in class or in the business world, you know, fellas, you're looking to make a splash with the ladies. Why don't you take notes with one of these pens? They're going to look at you and be like, who is he? And if you're in the business world for my post-grad people, then you want to make an impression on your boss. You want to show that guy or girl that you're not fucking around. Have one of these pens and sign something with that pen. And they're going to be like, damn, we need to fast track this kid. Hey, clear a desk. We need an office. We need a quarter office right now. Like It could happen. Okay? It could happen. So... Yeah, all right. I think that's about it. I think we're ready to go ahead and get these stories rolling. Um, Again, I'll be back in Columbus. Part two is going to be coming. Breakaway Festival recap and more Uber stories. But until then, please enjoy Uber Stories Columbus Part 1. Spicy Situation. This is the spiciest story from the weekend and probably the spiciest story that I've ever had in the car. I mean, this is... 
why people are drawn to this show is because it's like voyeurism. You get to peer into the lives of other people. And I love doing this as well because I'm infinitely curious. And it's not that I'm nosy, but I do like to talk to people about what they have got going on in their life. And when this guy comes in the car and the first thing that he starts opening up about is his ex-partner troubles, then I'm pulling up a chair. I've got my chin resting on my knuckles. And I'm like, tell me a story. Come the Vinny T, baby. <laughs> so we'll call this writer Patrick. Patrick gets in, and that's where we're going to pick this up from. And in this very first clip, I am assuming that he is the one who's making money because that's what he says. He says, I'm the one that's making money. I'm the one that's paying for it all. And usually in the relationship, in any relationship, male, 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 female, 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 there's usually the one person whose career kind of takes precedent over the other person's thing. It's kind of overshadowed in some ways. And as people get into these relationships, it always feels like there's one person who maybe makes a little bit more money and maybe is able to provide things. And that's why when people get divorced, it's this back and forth between what's mine, what am I entitled to, I'm not paying for shit, or I'm taking everything that they've got. Like It gets really, really messy, and that makes for some entertaining content, to say the least. So, I pull up, and Patrick gets in, and this is how things start off. Hey, sorry. Now you're good. I'm drunk. I just got pissed off at my ex. That's okay. His fucking little boy toys in there. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, dude. He's his boss. <laughs> yeah, no more money for him. That's paying for it anyway. <laughs> you're the sugar daddy, huh? No, not me. <laughs> Not me. I wasn't aware of the situation. Okay, so kind of conflicting there because I thought by him making that statement that it sounded like he was the one that pays for stuff, right? But as you'll hear this next clip, he goes back and forth with it. And I really tell this guy, hey, look, man, I know that sucks. That's really tough. But dude, go out and get something to take your mind off of it. Now, that's probably not great advice to be like, hey, go fuck some dude, and that's going to solve all your problems. And you'll hear me say, like, it's not going to solve your problems, but it might boost your confidence a little bit. But listen, you'll hear it all. This is great, man. I'm going to run this clip, and then we'll get to some thoughts to finish this one off. Oh, that was fucked up, dude. I fucked turned around. There he was. I'm like... Are you from Columbus? No, I have stores here in Columbus, so. Gotcha. Does your ex live in Columbus or he No, just... we live on a farm. Well, how wait, what? Dude, don't I'm so confused. I just So I neither you or your ex live here. He was one of our employees. Did, oh, at one of your stores? And my ex is a lazy fucking fat ass. And I'm like, what is this like 24-year-old fucking black boy? Wanting to do with you. Dude, I just been like, this is sick. <laughs> I don't even want to go through right now. I'm better off without, like, later. <laughs> so, are both of you in town? No, just me. I just, I got a room. I was like, need to get away because we have, like, you know, rental properties, businesses, 16 years. And he decides to take a dip in the old black pool. God. Right. Well, no, I'm saying, like, why is that a bad thing? You're saying it like it's a bad thing. Dude. Who cares? I mean, because, because he's fucking cheating on me. That's why. 
with this black dude that was used to work for us that's 25 years old and this fucking fat ass my ex is 54 years old and I'm paying the bills do you care more that I mean I'm do you, are you are you more time. mad that he's black or just that no he's I'm not mad at uh, no no because it sounds kind of racist I'm just gonna no okay <laughs> No, I'm not. First of all, I'm not racist. I know. I'm just letting you know how it comes off. Okay, I'm sorry. That, no, no, no. It's okay. I, I, I want you to know. You know. Okay. So they, we all have blind spots, right? It's okay. I don't think you're a bad person, but I'm just letting you know how that sounds. Okay. He's 54 and a fat, lazy motherfucker. <laughs> and I bust my ass making money all the time, and he's fucking the employee. There, there it is. Yeah, that's not cool, man. No. For on him, yeah. And I turned around and the motherfucker standing right behind me, Union Station. So I'm texting him like, hey, where are you at? The, you ain't with him, but he's with five other guys. You know, I'm like, you're a piece of shit. And he's like, I'm taking everything from you. I'm like, go ahead, try, motherfucker. What a bomb. Right. What I mean, now, now we have this... <laughs> Get it out, man. No, I'm good. This is I'm what I'm here for. My what, uh, how, how long have you guys been broken 16 up? 16 years. No, We've no, been together long? 16 years. Seven fucking days. Wow. So that's really recent. No, I found out. You know how I found out originally? Yeah, tell me. Um, because he fucked up and accidentally put his lingerie on my credit card in December. And he lied. And he goes, no, no, no. He didn't have a credit card. And I stupidly believed him because, you know, he's got my back, I got his back, you know, one of them cut deals. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess the joke was on me. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. <laughs> Thanks, though. I mean, the fucking anchor has been cut. That's good, yeah. Use it as an opportunity to go and find somebody else. You know what you should do? Dude, I don't you should go get else. some young hot piece of that. I don't want. I, no, I don't need it. I don't. I don't depend on that shit. Well, no, 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 I'm not saying depend on it. I'm just saying like go out and have some fun. You're coming out of a 16 year relationship, so totally monogamous on my end. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I can't. I, I. I don't know how gay guys are like. Yeah, we're it's like, no, I can't even handle, I can't even deal with one. Because they're guys. Guys. Yeah. We're guys. Yeah, I, I guess I don't think the same way. Guys are dogs. I guess. I don't know. I guess I'm just, like, synthetic and true to myself and don't let other people dictate what I do. But that's I go, good. I go with my gut. The cool thing was, I was getting hit on in the lobby at the Holiday Inn on High Street by some hot-ass motherfucker, dude. Then he hits me up on... I mean, I haven't been in the dating scene in 16 years. Back in the day, it was A.com chat rooms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Things have changed a little bit. Yeah, and I, I don't... I'm not... I'm not, like... It's something I didn't want to have to explore again. Right. So I'm sitting here fucking mean texting him drunk. Hey, your boy's here. Where you at, motherfucker? Well, why don't you just...
just go to another bar. I'm going to Jenny Lucas. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know. I, I'm but I don't know if they're even open because it's like a deli and shit, too. Oh, well. And that's where my friend is at, supposedly having her birthday party, which started at 7 p.m. and it's now like, what, 1? Uh, 12.30. Oh, yeah. Well, but I'm staying at the Holiday Inn right there on High Street, so you might have to drop my drunk ass off at the, bar, at the Holiday Inn, so I'm just saying. Okay, that's fine. Or, you could update it if this place is closed and your friend is gone, and you could just go to some other bar, dude, and then just fucking, no, you, don't have to, you don't have to get on like the dating apps and fuck with that kind of shit yet just go fucking meet somebody and talk to somebody and bring them back to the hotel room dude what the I, fuck no i'm no. what the fuck come on man no it ain't all about that i'm not saying it is but but who who <laughs> who i mean dude i'm I'll like spit your game i'm gonna be bro. fucking 50 and like uh, April, you know what I'm saying? So? Who, who, I'm like sitting here going, yeah, I didn't think I'd have to fucking reroute my life at fucking 49. Because I got some fucking loser ass fucking dude with me that I fucking have, you know, supported and given everything I've got to him. We have two stores, I, I have two stores in the office, and I'm moving here, here, hopefully within the next three months. Nice for what, man? Huh? I said nice for what? Right. You know, you do all this shit, and then it's like, for what? Yeah. He's... I guess I have forgiven him so many times that this is place he open. I don't think so, man. Oh, no. No way. Dude, yeah. listen. Um, They're can close. you drop me off at Bosco's? Yeah. Okay. Is that close? Yeah, it's on High Street. It's on South High. I'm sorry. No, it's I'm okay. Just, I can't even believe I turned around and there that motherfucker was. <laughs> and he seen me and he fucking took off. I'm like, yeah, you're taking my money, motherfucker. What a bitch. Right? You should have slapped him. I, dude, I'm not giving him time today. I can care less. I just need Were you guys married? No. We weren't. That's good. So, you can't legally take your shit. He's not entitled to shit. I don't know. Right? I mean, unless you have some kind of a legal... No, we have, we have, uh, we already did our wills and all that shit. Well, you can change a will. My attorney's ready to annihilate him. Because he lives, we live on a farm. Like, we live like an hour and 15 minutes west of here. He lives on a family farm. And, you know, I put like, you know, a quarter million dollars in his property and did this and that. And he thinks that he's got his little, like, black boy and his cake and eat it too and my attorney is ready to fucking annihilate him <laughs> and I just want to just fucking just go fuck somebody right now and just get over it that's dude I'm literally telling you to do that I know I'm literally saying I'm like I don't I don't I don't take well to uh, like <laughs> fucking whatever but the cool thing was is that some dude was in the hotel and then he's hit me up on fucking this app. I'm like, wait a minute, I just saw you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, hit him up. See, send that you up text. No, that, that's not going to make the situation any better. But I just, I guess I'm going to you to fall. I don't know. It's hard to find real people anymore. They come.
ball between. They do. So, are you guys both still living on the farm then? Um, I'm, I'm staying at the cottage and he's staying at the house. Okay. And you said this was his family farm though? Yeah, dude. So, like, you Listen, make the money, but... His family is so nasty. I've been thinking, I've been with him for 16 years, and his family is, is so fucking nasty to me. Like, it is insane. Like, people are like, why do you put up that shit? Well, because I love to do. Like, I, I like, you know, you yeah. do what you do, because... But when I seen that shit last fucking Friday, after lie, after lie, after lie, I'm like, that fucking light switch just flipped. I'm like, I'm done with your fucking ass, fat ass. You're fucking lazy. I mean, we have like rental properties and shit. And it's all my fault because I'm too nosy and blah, blah, blah. It's like you're fucking around on me. Not cool. Not He's sick, man. Good luck with him. I want to prosper. It don't matter. You can take everything I got and I'll still prosper. This is your glow up. This is your moment. A new chapter. You know? And think about this, dude. It's kind of fucking perfect because you said you're 49. So you lived like, no, you don't look 49. Thank you. But <laughs> you're going to hit 50 and then you have 40 or 50 hill. more new. No, 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 no. You have an entire new life. Yes. Fuck yes. And you know, he's got nothing. Yeah, but you gotta focus but on. But he's you. got a fifty thousand dollar barn I just put in, a new in-ground pool, a new fucking house. I mean, I can't. Uh, I mean, You're gonna have to. Do it's okay. You. I don't. I don't care. I just want to like just whatever you want, just take it because I just want fucking done with this. You fucking you, you violated everything that there was to be violated. So that's just as we're pulling up, and uh, that was that was I mean <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot. But I do have some thoughts here, and I would be happy to entertain any thoughts that you might have. You can weigh in. Hit the show up. Real talk. at gmail.com. What do we think that this guy's role in the relationship is? Now, I personally, at the beginning of this ride, thought that by him saying, I make the money, I'm paying the bills, I bust my ass making money, like he's saying all of those things at the beginning. But the more that we went into this ride, I started to think that he's actually the one that's not entitled to shit. For a few reasons. One, if you split up and there is a cottage and the house, like the big house and then the tiny apartment or the cottage, if there's the subservient place to stay on the property, that's usually stayed in by either the person who really fucked up or a lot of times, more times even so than the person who fucked up, 
it's occupied by the person who has less in the relationship. And it shows in that kind of a role, okay? So he says that this is a family farm. Now, this isn't a farm that they purchased together. This is a family farm. And he's the one that's staying in the cottage. Okay, so I'm understanding some dynamics of power here in their relationship a little bit because he's not the one that fucked up, according to him, right? Now, I don't know what he could have might have done. Maybe he didn't do anything. I don't know, okay? But if I'm just going off of what he's saying and taking his word at face value, he was committed, he was monogamous, and his other person cheated on him which gets back to the dynamics of power. I want to also make this observation. Sometimes in relationships, the person with power, the person with the money, the person that owns the things in their names, like the properties or the boats or the cars, the person that knows that no matter what, the other person has no power and is not entitled to shit, that person acts very selfishly and that person is the one that sometimes will go out and cheat, or be disrespectful, possibly even put hands on somebody in the relationship, spousal abuse, okay, because they know that the other person is dependent on them, and that gives them the power and the ego to think, I can do whatever I want, and if this person doesn't like it, they can fucking hit the road, and what are they taking with them? Nothing. I think that is part of this equation. It sounds like it is. And trust me, I've seen that in different relationships that are very close to me, that power of dynamic. Basically, if you don't like it, fuck off. You need me. That is that is like, I think, possibly at play here. It sounds like it. Because it sounds like, and especially if this guy isn't like, now, listen, I can say, I guess I can say this because if I said this about a woman writer, I, I'm, I've never ever commented really on anybody's appearance because I don't want anybody to be like, oh, that's sexist that he said that this writer was good looking, okay? But uh, if it's guy guy, I don't really like. Is that sexist? I don't know here. I'm kind of waiting in some like uncharted waters, but I'm just saying this guy was not a bad looking guy, and I love that he's like. Before he could even finish the sentence, do I look 49, I already knew what he was going to ask. And I'm like, no, dude, you don't look 49, okay? He looks fine. Like, good-looking guy, okay? Good-looking guy. And, I, and I'm saying that not to be, like, creepy or weird or anything. And if it was a girl and she was a good-looking girl, I'd be like, hey, good-looking girl, okay? She's pretty, okay? And, and, and I'm not like, it's not like a, let's not fucking write an expose about it in... Huffington Post or The Atlantic, okay? I'm just saying, merely an observation, hey, good-looking guy, okay? He could go out and get somebody else. But it's funny because the person in a relationship that has the power and has the money, they feel like they don't have to work as hard to keep up physical appearance because they're like, well, fuck it, I'm rich. Who cares? I got money. Like, I'm, I'm profiling, and I'm making some assumptions here based on the information that I have, but if I'm painting the picture of the power dynamics of this relationship, I think that I'm kind of in the ballpark. I could be totally wrong, but I think I'm pretty fucking close, okay? And if this guy living on a family farm and has family money, and he's really the one that has all the money, I'm thinking, okay, wait a second. I thought it was opposite, but now I'm starting to get this bigger picture, And 
Also, something that he said in talking about the guy that he saw in that bar, um, the boy toy, he said, you're taking my money. But to me, that's saying, it's really not my money, it's my cheating ex-partner's money. Because if they're split up, and he's like, you're taking my money, and he's talking about the boy toy taking money and spending money and the cheater spending money on the boy toy, then like that's not really your money. Like, So that, that tells me that this guy is thinking he's the one that's entitled to stuff. And by the way, here's the thing. If he was the one that was the sugar daddy, then his lawyer wouldn't really be annihilating the bum, right? And not that this guy's a bum. Like, I'm just saying... In any divorce, the person with more assets is not saying my lawyers are going to annihilate the person with less shit, right? Like the person that has less things in the relationship is not the one that's going to get annihilated. The person that gets annihilated in divorces or in the ends of domestic partnerships and because they weren't married, I don't know how that works. I don't even think that he's entitled to anything, but I don't know how domestic partnerships work, if they have any legal documentation. I don't know that. It didn't sound like they did, but uh, you know, common law marriages and like after a certain number of years, like you're, you're basically, it's basically like you're married, but if there's no paperwork on it, I don't know that he's entitled to anything, but I just know that the person that isn't the one who who has all the stuff, that's not the person that's like, I cannot wait to annihilate this person that has less than me. The person who has less is the one who's always looking to annihilate and get what they feel is theirs and they deserve, right? And especially, look, I sympathize with this guy. He got cheated on. That's not cool. And if he gets treated like that, then then that sucks. You know, that really sucks. And I, you know what? Look, if the guy, his ex-partner, cheated on him like that, then I hope he does take him for everything he's got. This story really isn't about who's the one that has the most. And like, I just, I'm just wrapping up thoughts on this thing because that part really just like it was confusing to me because at first I thought one thing and then by the end of that I thought wait a second wait a second so but that but it it really isn't about that and you know I hope if this guy got wronged and his (laughs) you know quote-unquote fat ass of an ex-partner did him like that then I hope he does take him for everything he's got and good for you like go catch a glow up and then go do your thing man right but I I just Wow, that was some piping hot tea, man. That was scorching. And that's how we start Uber Stories Columbus. Bambi lives. This is the most taxicab confessions-esque story from the weekend. So I always think of these stories as like either taxicab confessions or remember that scene from 40-Year-Old Virgin where Leslie Mann's in his car and she's just like randomly, let's get some fucking French toast. Like stuff like that that just blurts out and happens randomly. That's kind of like the feel of some of these type stories. And I like to say that they're taxicab confessions type stories because sometimes you just get a curveball. Now this is a story where we get a curveball. We're driving along And I just picked up this couple, older couple, from a McGuffey Lane concert. And we were on the way home. We were talking about Ohio State football. 
And Oregon, who I'm a big fan of football-wise. I got a lot of favorite teams, but Oregon football is probably my number one favorite football team. And they're going to be in Columbus on September 11th playing Ohio State. And I I honestly kind of am leaning towards going to Columbus three weekends in a row. Like, literally, I'm going to spend three out of four weekends in September. I guess technically one at the end of August and then two in September. But I'm I'm really leaning on going back up to Columbus. Did Columbus just become my favorite new city? I, I think it... I, I think, oh, It's up there. It's up there, okay? But uh, I'm talking about Ohio State football, and I'm like, you know, I don't really have a problem with Ohio State football. I don't, I don't really hate on them like Michigan fans hate on Ohio State football or Notre Dame fans, like other Big Ten schools, they hate on Ohio State. I don't really have a problem with Ohio State. I really don't. I mean, I don't, I don't care, you know? Uh, so we're having that discussion, and we're starting to talk about the season, and then all of a sudden, Bambi pops out of nowhere. Yeah, man. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Is that a deer? It's a baby. Oh, my God. It's a baby. Oh, my God. Stop and get him. No, he can't. No, we're not stopping. She's an animal. I'm an animal rescue person. Well, we didn't kill him. Her mama's out there somewhere. No, I rescued raccoons this year. We fed baby raccoons through them. Oh, my God. We had raccoons behind her. Yeah, and so we fed them because their mom died. They're gone gone now. Yeah, the mom had fallen out of the tree and died. Well, she was in bad shape, so my daughter took her home somewhere and tried to get an animal rescue to help her. They said she was dying, so they put her down. So I had the baby raccoons. We fed them for what? Two months? Hell no, I kept throwing corn. We threw corn and grapes, but they were eating. And they're gone now, but they were incredible little beasts. One night we sat out in chairs and came very close to us. They were happy we fed them and they lived. Oh, keep going straight? Yeah. Okay. So they lived. The little animals lived. So that was that was a tiny deer. That was the smallest deer I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but it's really odd that they had babies this late. What's he going after sleeping? I don't know. I'm like, lady, listen, I love you and I love that deer, okay? I didn't kill it. I think I deserve some credit for that, but I can't bring the thing into my car. I've seen Tommy Boy. I know how that story ends, okay? I've seen that thing play out. I'm like, can I say this? Can I say this later in the ride? Five stars for not hitting the deer? Yes, you you get more than that, yes. But he was so little, he or she was that was a good ride. That was a good ride nonetheless, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm just like, look, shout out to me, okay? My acute awareness and five-star driving skills led to me paying attention and not hitting this deer. And we didn't even like come close. I mean, I'm talking about it was so smooth. And I was just like, oh, holy shit. And me and the dude both like, holy shit, dude. Like... And I, I, I'm not even no hyperbole any at all. Like that was one of the smallest deers that I've ever seen in my life. It was like, I was like, what is that thing? It looked like a dog. It honestly looked like a dog. But you know what? The moral of the story is that Bambi lived to see another day. For the boys. 
This was my favorite ride of the entire weekend. Now, I know I'm really not supposed to say that. Like any good parent, I'm not supposed to pick favorites, but come on. I mean, we all know that our parents kind of lean one way or the other for those of us that have siblings. Parents might love their children the same, but I got to tell you, love and like are two different things, my friends. And I got to tell you, in terms of liking rides over one, over the other, for the boys, these boys right here, I fucking ride with these guys till the end of times, my friends. This is how the ride starts. And instantly, I just know that I'm going to fuck with these guys because, man, this dude's wearing a Yankee shirt who sits up front. He's got two of his boys with him, and I'm just already looking at this guy. He's already smiling. I'm like, ah, here we go, baby. Let's fucking get it. What's good, boys? What is good, boss? How you doing? Is it, uh, I'm like worried. What's up? <laughs> I was going to ask you the fucking basic questions, but I feel fucking at home. Yeah. What's good? I already saw this fucking music about to be fucking fire. You have, How we do you have, you have it in the night? Yeah, oh, man. Gosh. Fucking rolling, bro. Oh, this car does. This car does. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this is way too nice for me. Yeah, nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah, man. My people get the fucking best. Yeah, there's TVs in the back. That's some downside to the shotgun. God, dude. <laughs> Yeah, this shit crazy. Oh, I have an option on Uber. It's like, call this guy. What's your name, homie? I'm Ben. Well, my ben. friends call me Benny T. Benny T. What's up? Benny T. What is good, right, boss? What's up, fellas? <laughs> I'm just having fun with it, man. I'm just having fun with the night. I'm having fun with my guys. And as we went along, I told them about the show. I asked them if they were students. Because they were young looking, right? They were young. But they said no, they had actually all graduated and they were working and living in Columbus. But this was just an instant vibe. So I was like, hey, do you guys want to get a TikTok when I drop you off? And using his real name here because we did get the TikTok and, you know, obviously had permission to do that and everything. Ricky responds with a two-parter, one of which being a music genre request. So I toss on a song and I wait for the reaction to see if I'm going to nail it or not. And the response and the story that immediately follows is great. All right, so I got two things. All right, so TikTok, yes. You can play some rap. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Bangers first, right? And then um, second is, is Jack Harlow the, the king of Louisville. Uh, what about Bryson Tiller, bro? Yeah. Bryson's been Bryson's been like MIA, dude. Yeah. I, I didn't know I didn't know Bryson's from. Oh, yeah, he's from Louisville. What you think? From this city, straight back in time, like I remember. You know, in middle school, like you don't actually have any relationships. You mean is, is, is you talk like you barely give a girl a hug? You know what I mean? Right. But I remember like me and my airport's girlfriend broke up and the was in Washington D.C. and I listened to this about a thousand times. <laughs> I, I, I just imagine myself on a bus to Washington D.C. <laughs> Little eighth grader just banging some fucking. I'm so paid. I love it. <laughs> Middle school breakups, dude. They uh they cut deep, man. They cut deep. I still remember some middle school breakups. And uh yeah, still uh still stings a little bit, you know? The ones that got away. No, I'm just kidding. What am I kidding? I don't know. <laughs> great guys, great guys. So 
rest of the ride, I shared my story with them and I told them the Golden Gate Bridge story and the journey that I took from there and ultimately what led to me being in Columbus for that moment where we're intersecting to be possible. And I think it's safe to say that I made a couple fans for life with this one. And it doesn't take us very long to get to where we're going. So I stop new requests. I finish the trip so I'm not charging the kid while we're sitting there getting the TikTok. And I said, all right, boys, you ready? Let's get it. And then we one take Drake the shit out of this TikTok. Hey, what's good? I got a couple real ones in the car that want to spit that truth. What's good? My name's uh, Ricky T-Bout. Fuck my Instagram. My my Snapchat is Ricky underscore T-Bout. T-H-I-E-B-O-U-T. Add me on Snap. Nick Brooks. Add me on whatever. S-K-O-O-R-B-K-C-I-N. The real talk is a fucking podcast that you shit. listen to. My dude Benny T hooked us up. Hey, that's what's up. Benny's a man. What's going on, everybody? Mike McLeod here. Instagram McLeody Clouds. Shout out to Benny T for the smooth Uber ride. Five stars. We're gonna check out his podcast, Real Talk. Work hard, play hard. Have a good night, everybody. I All right, with Benny, Benny T. T. Hey. Let's go. The fire. Fucking fire, fire boys. That's my dog. And you know what I did? I went and I endorsed all that kid's skills on LinkedIn. You got to get those numbers up, man. People look at that shit. So I fuck with those guys. I think it was hilarious. I love getting to ride with people like that that I just connect with. You know, like those are like little me's, you know, those are little me's. And they just, God, they just, I mean, you hear it right there. I'm so jacked up after that TikTok goes well. And I just like, I'm just like overflowing with energy and emotion because it's just like, God, it just, you know, I, that's, that's like, look, I'll always have this part of me that just gets super lit when I get around other people that are just like, I, I just want to grab them by the neck and just like bang our foreheads together and just bro the fuck out, you know, like that fraternity boy energy shit. I don't even know if any of them were in fraternities, but like, it's just that college boy thing, man. You know, I'm always going to have a little piece of me that just wants to mix it up with the boys and do some bachelor shit and just vibe, bro. Just vibe. Those are my guys right there, man. For the boys, baby. For the boys. Oedipus Rex. These two guys hopped in. It's kind of late. One of them is very inebriated. The other is not. And the guy that called the ride is the guy that's not. And his buddy is brown bagging it. And they get in the car. And we're rolling along. And you can hear that Fifth Harmony song that's playing underneath, which is a slap. Absolute certified banger. And he said he didn't listen to much mainstream music. And he was telling me about some new artist that he said that he really liked, but he couldn't remember the name of the band or, or the artist or whoever, right? And so that's where we pick up here as I'm getting ready to have a little fun with him, rolling a joke out there and seeing what kind of a response it gets based on something that he says. I Google it, but my phone's cut off and I can't use my work phone because I'm over my gigs. <laughs> it's a work phone, so... Damn work phones. I know, right? I guess this one dude used like fucking like twenty 
something gigs in a month at work. Like, how do you even do that? He's watching like, porn on that phone. Right. <laughs> Screaming porn like all day long. <laughs> and I did like, I got a conversation with the boss. You know, he was just like, wait, you ain't got Wi-Fi that house? I was like, nah, bro, I use this at work. He's like, Just for reference, I just checked my current period data use. It's 512 gigs. This guy is saying like one to three gigs of data. There's no way I could live on that. How can anybody live on that? That's mind blowing. I, I'm actually, I can't believe I've used 68, almost 70 gigs just on my personal hotspot. And I don't even know what the current period means. Like, I, there's no way to look at what a current period spans from. So I don't know, is that the whole year? Is that the month? God, I hope that's not a month. That's that's pretty nuts. But anyways, we keep going, and he says that the reason that he's using all of this data on his work phone, and by the way, can I just like, did I just totally out myself there by saying that? Because listen, I do not, I okay, I have an iPad, okay, I have a computer, okay, <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> if that was the joke that I was playing on them, then what does that say about me if my data period is 512? God damn it. All right. God damn. Wow. I just roasted myself, I think. But hey, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. Okay. Yes. 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 The rumors are true. Okay. Anyways. Uh,. <laughs> This guy is saying that he's used all that data on his work phone, and the reason that he's done that is because he no longer has access to Wi-Fi. He said, I used to have free Wi-Fi. Well, actually, it wasn't free. My friend, who's sitting in the back, had Wi-Fi, and I was using it, but he kept changing the password on me. And I found this pretty amusing, and I laughed, and I said, hey, you changed your password, huh? And then this happened. Yeah, thank you, Greg. You get mad at me for some odd reason. Like, I won't cook for him one night or something like that. I mean, it was something stupid. Well, Greg's probably trying to stream his porn and you're taking him all his gigs. <laughs> Ain't that right, Greg? Huh? He's like, save some gigs for oh, me, man. Right. He's trying to get his stepmom fucking porn on. <laughs> That's all I see on fucking the porn right now. Oh. Why is it always like stepmom and fucking stepson porn? Because we're a sick fucking human beings. Yeah, we are sick fucking human beings. Absolutely right. But yet I keep clicking on it. I just want to. I mean, I like the backstory sometimes. You know, it's like oh. oh. Me and your dad just got a prenup. I know you're my uh, stepson. I want to help you go to this prenup with me, and then for some odd reason, her titty just pops out. Always happens. Yeah, and it was like, oh yeah, alright, fuck it. Oh, stepmom, your titty popped out. How'd that happen? I don't have control of him over, sweetie. 
but you're my stepson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how it always goes. I mean, look, too, is like there's always been this fascination between mother and son, even going back as far as, I don't know if you remember the Greek mythology story about Oedipus and Oedipus Rex and mm-hmm. Oedipus Syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's been around for fucking centuries. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. That's how most uh, normal or most of fucking, excuse my language, Greg, most of the retard people came around. They kept having sex with their fucking family members. Yeah, they try and get a nut off. And the closest thing they can get is family members. And back in those times, like, everybody was fucking hot. <laughs> well, do it from the videos and, you know, like, all the shit I've seen. Togas. Yeah, Togas. Toga. Toga. That's why I love going to Toga parties. <laughs> I show up in a fucking a black fitted sheet. And they was like, why are you wearing a fitted sheet? And I'm like, eh, because my other one's dirty. Like, like the one with the stretchy elastic? Yes, exactly. <laughs> they, you can't get on the fucking each corner. You gotta get pissed off every time you try to put it on your bed. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. I, I always wore those just for shits and giggles. <laughs> and it was never a white one. It was always this. Oh, this is it. Right here on the right? Yep. Alright, yeah. Oh, I hope her mom's here. Oh, fuck. These guys, I mean, he absolutely just smoked his friend Greg sitting back there with that one. That was. That was not cool. That was, but, you know, uh, I guess they have that type of relationship. But, dude, I mean, you could literally make some kind of a sitcom show about these two guys. I mean, it was like, it was great. It was, those two were, uh, yeah, man, they were a sight to see. But, wow, yeah. And I love that also he's like, dude, everybody back in Greece was hot, bro. Haven't you seen the videos? (laughs) Like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, like I've seen Gladiator, uh, you know, but, but he's like, dude, yeah, everybody was hot, man. Like, yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but man, that was, uh, that's the kind of stuff that goes on. Sometimes we get those rights too. And uh, as politically incorrect as some of the language used by some of the writers might be, they still make for some pretty good laughs. All right, just a couple quickies here, and then we're going to get into the open mic sessions in the back half of this episode. But I want to do these two stories really quickly, and then we'll get into the other audio that I got hanging out on Ohio State's campus on Saturday. But I call this one Gamblers Anonymous. So I picked this guy up from the Hollywood Casino on the west end of town, and as soon as he got in, I asked him, hey, how was your luck? It's all right. Okay. All right. Not too good, but that's all right. That's okay. Live to fight another day. (laughs) You're out of there by 10.30. You're a smart man. So as the ride went on, I asked him what he did, and he was telling me how he lived. He said he was an artist, and that's why he said he was gambling, because he's like, it's hard to make money being as an artist. And he talked about 
living in New York at one point in a 3,500-square-foot apartment with 15 people that shared one bathroom. Can you imagine that? And after a while, I said, okay, well, you're still creating, right? You're still painting and you're still making art, right? And he said, yeah, yeah, but I also have other bills to pay, and so that's why I'm gambling, but I'm doing better now. I used to play a lot. I used to lose like three days in casinos because I'd be in there gambling, staying up all night, no sleep, not really eating, and I had to change my habits because I play a lot. And uh, I lost a lot of money. And I asked him, well, what's the most you ever won? And what's the most you've ever lost? And then he shares with me both of what those things felt like, as well as tips on how to read the table. $40,000. What's the most money you've ever lost? Uh, one time, something that day and uh, that's interesting you know that you would rather play with better players rather than play with people who don't know what they're doing but I, I guess that makes sense but never would have known that you know I'm not a big gambler I like to mess around with some roulette I like to lay down some college football picks during the football season but I just am bad at math and counting and statistics and numbers and obviously the skills that I've been gifted with in life are reading and writing and speaking and numbers and data and stuff like that really isn't my forte when it comes to um, probabilities, statistics, making mathematical decisions on the fly and 
yeah, not my thing. But uh, but yeah, that was good. And then the last quickie that we're going to get to today. This is a very quick story. This one's called When a Stranger Calls. And this woman hops in and I'm like, what's up? How you doing? What do you do for work? Which leads to this very short but juicy story. Um, Okay. Give me the rudest person you've ever had to deal with. What was your worst call ever? Um, worst call being, okay, my worst call ever, the person was not rude. They weren't perfect. Um, he kept, he kept being like, say my name. I'm just like, what? He's like, say my name. I'm just like, sir, like, what is going on? And he's like, he's like breathing heavy. I just had to tell my manager, like, I'm going to disconnect this. <laughs> this man is tripping. It was disgusting. Dang. I had to take a break after that. It was like that. Oh, I bet. It was super disgusting. I was just, uh-uh. Yikes. I didn't think about that, but I guess now that you say that, like, yeah. that probably happens a lot. I can't handle the real people. They're not. Because it's like, I'm going to get off the phone in a few minutes. Dudes are weird, man. Dudes are fucking weird. That is, I'm. I feel bad for anybody that's trying to do their job and then has somebody just being fucking weird on the phone, and then you feel violated at work. And that's a place that you should feel safe, and that you shouldn't have to deal with that kind of bullshit. And I told her that. I feel for you. You know, I'm sorry that happened to you, because that's not cool. But yeah, those are the stories, man. Now. Obviously, there was a lot of stuff that didn't make it onto part one, but for the sake of not having a four-hour episode, I tried to take the best ones and highlight those. A lot of guy content. Usually, I do get a really good mix of girls in there, but um, I really wanted... I, I'm, I'm sorry to my girls that uh, we had a really long conversation on Jersey Shore just randomly. It was my last ride of the night on Saturday night. And uh, me and two ladies were just sitting there talking about Jersey Shore, going back. I binge-watched Jersey Shore during the quarantine, and we were just reliving all of the the letter and, God, how much Angelina sucked. And I gave the take that, look, I think, after, because they, they told me that Vinny is doing some kind of a new Love Connection show, and like this is like the second reboot of some kind of a, hey, let's find Vinny a good girl show. And I was like, you know what, at some point, what what has to happen for us to just be like, you know, maybe Vinny's a simp. Maybe Vinny brings it upon himself. Maybe Vinny likes being in the role of the good guy that gets his heart broken because for whatever reason, he just gets off on that. You know, he just likes being a martyr or a victim. I don't know, but Vinny is kind of a fucking simp, man. Like, nice for what, Vin? Nice for what? You're doing reboots at how old and you're still looking for love? Come on, man. Come on, man. Like, Damn, bro. And they agreed. And they agreed with that take. Hey, maybe Vinny, uh, you know, listen, you know, guy, I don't know, Vin. I don't know, man. But I had a lot of really good rides. Um, 
I had a girl that said that she had been hit by a car and dragged, and it was it was a, a tough story to listen to. I didn't want to put that one on there. Uh, I had some people give me some real talk on how to treat people. Had a guy telling me about how gentrified Columbus is getting in some parts, and how basically I picked him up at literally the worst intersection in the city in terms of like the crime and poverty rate. And he's like, yeah, man, this is as bad as it gets. This is literally the worst part of town. And uh, he was just talking about living there and buying this property and buying a couple properties and how gentrified Columbus is getting and, you know, also being part of the problem of that. But, but you know, he's in it to make money and uh, that's just what happens. So, yeah, uh, a lot of good rides, man. A lot of good rides. But uh, I, I can't wait to get back up there. I'm, I'm, so this is going to drop on a Wednesday, which means that I'm already back up in Columbus and I'll be there till Sunday and I'm doing rides Wednesday night and Thursday night. And then I am headed to breakaway festival for Friday and Saturday. And I'm super excited about that. I'm going to get more stories. I'm going back to the trenches, going to be driving all day and night, both those days. And, uh, making a part two a banger so we're gonna have those stories and we are going to have the breakaway recap i got vip tickets i you know i listen i don't like uh spend money on a bunch of stuff that i don't need i'm not really into buying clothes i i buy workout gear and i sweat in the same stuff like over and over and over again it's kind of disgusting actually but whatever uh i buy stuff for the show and i buy stuff that is going to give me an experience. So college football games, music festivals, weekend trips, um, skydiving, like I'll splurge for that kind of stuff, but I don't buy shoes and I don't buy clothes and I really don't buy anything like material in that sense, I guess. I don't know. But um, so when I do do something, I want to do it right and I want to do it big. And since my boy Kygo was going to be there, I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll cop the VIPs. It's really not that much more expensive. And this is actually my first music festival that I'm going to solo. And I'm really excited because I just can't wait to go meet some new people, man. That's just kind of like the the gear that I'm in right now. I am leaving a lot of things that no longer serve me behind had a lot of people fall off with me recently, and since COVID happened, a lot of people who weren't willing to make the time and the effort into maintaining our relationship, and so I was the one that went ahead and said, hey, look, here's what I need from you. Here are my boundaries. I'm setting, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this because I get hurt every month that goes by that I don't hear from you, and if we're really friends, then show me that we're really friends, and for some people... That was just too much of a thing, and they weren't willing to do that. And so it's whatever. You know, people fall off. That's life. You make new friends. So I am fucking thrilled to get up to Columbus and do that and meet some new people. And if you're any one of the people who were either like my boys from the car ride, guys, you're listening, girls, you're listening, or any of the people that I'm about to introduce you to in these open mic sessions, grab a ticket and uh, come on. Come on, let's get it, man. But if not, uh, it's going to be a great weekend. And uh, and yeah, man, I'm even thinking about coming back to Columbus for a third weekend to go see that Oregon and Ohio State game. That's going to be fucking lit. So I, I may be there like three weekends in a row, which is just pretty crazy. But uh, 
hey, you know, I don't hate it. I, I kind of love Columbus. Like, I kind of really love Columbus. So, yeah, man, maybe we do some more open mic stuff. I mean, I, I, I won't have the video uh, because I'm not going to bring intern Connor again for another trip. But, you know, I would have the audio from that and be able to put that on the show just like I'm going to be doing right here. Now, listen... If you were any one of the people who sat down with me, thank you. I really appreciated that, and it was great getting to talk to you. That video will be going up on YouTube, so make sure that you subscribe on YouTube at BennyTomp18. I have not put anything on YouTube for years. I have a few videos on there, and that's about it. Um, So we're getting the YouTube thing rolling. We're starting from the bottom And just like TikTok, you know, TikTok's close to like 400 followers now. And that was like not even a thing six months ago. So people are starting to find this. The podcast numbers are continuing to grow month over month. And I really appreciate everybody that's hashtagging I Ride With Benny T and contributing to the growth of this show because it is awesome. It's it's been a really fun ride. And the fucking best thing is... We're just getting started, baby. We're just getting started, baby. We're heating up, baby. We're heating up. The wave is coming. So get ready. Get ready because here I come. Okay, this is the part of the podcast where I'm going to switch over to the open mic sessions. Now, these went really well. And this is a brand new concept. And I got to give a shout out to the inspiration for this. I saw this on TikTok. The guy's name is Vic Blends. And he does a very similar thing where he goes to the Atlanta Beltline and he approaches people and he asks them, hey man, can I give you a free cut? Like I'm trying to get my skills up, like I won't mess you up, please just trust me. And then he ends up having a really deep conversation with some of these people. It leads to some pretty cool exchanges, some really cool life stories. And I thought, you know what, this is something that I should be doing. How can I do this and put my spin on it? And how can I incorporate this with what I'm doing? And I went through this period a few weeks ago where for six weeks I didn't have my car. It was in the shop, and that meant that everything that I was doing besides the interviews that I do via Zoom came to a screeching halt, unfortunately. I didn't have a way to make money because right now driving for Uber is my only source of income, and not being able to drive meant that I wasn't able to meet strangers and get their stories and have these interactions and have these conversations. And I was just thinking like, dude, how can I do something that if I, for whatever reason, can't drive in a certain city, if I want to go somewhere that's not approved within my Uber region as a driver, or if I'm facing car troubles or whatever, how can I still carry this show forward and still get Real people, real stories, and real talk. How can I do it? And then I saw my guy Vic Blends out there doing his thing on the Atlanta Beltline. And if you go back and listen to the Uber Stories Atlanta episode, that was something that I did, except I just took a stack of my business cards before I even had QR codes printed for the show. Before I had anything, dude. Atlanta was the very first city that I did, and I walked up and down the Atlanta Beltline for like five or six hours, 18,000 steps, approaching people. Hey, what's up, ladies? Hey, fellas. What's up, boys? Hey, you guys fuck with podcasts? You guys like podcasts? Hey, I got one for you. 
giving him the quick elevator pitch for the show. Hey, this show is Taxi Cab Confessions meets Dr. Phil. I never want anybody to feel as shitty or as alone or as abandoned as I have, and so that's why I do what I do. I'm the energy guy. I bring people together, and I make sure that everybody has a good time. I show people a good time. That's what I do, man. That's what I'm here to do. So I said, okay, after watching those TikToks, I was like, you know what I need to do? I need to get my show's logo printed on a tablecloth. So I hit up Vista Print. They got me one. And I took some chairs and a table and my audio equipment. And I was looking for a place to set up in a high traffic area. And I'm so glad that I did this in Columbus because this led to a huge realization. And I think put me on a trajectory where I have a vision for what I want to do with these open mic sessions moving forward. So, And just one more thing on that, one more other thought is that to target in on college students and be on a college campus, like first of all, is genius. Because honestly, who needs more advice and who needs some like encouragement more than people walking around on a college campus? Especially a lot of the kids that sat down were freshmen. So I'm like, dude, I got you, okay? I'll show you the way. I I love that. But two, most of the people on a college campus are young, they are on TikTok, they're on Instagram, and they're already listening to podcasts. So it's not like I'm having to really sell them on something that they don't already do. They already have these habits that are taking place, right? So it's just like sliding it in front of them and selling them and being like, hey, do you like this? Hey, do you want to sit down? Hey, this is what I do, you know? Come ride with me, man. Come ride with me, my girl. Like that is really valuable too in terms of if, like right now, my listenership on this show is kind of all over the place. Like, there's a lot of people. If I had to profile my listener, I honestly don't even know where to begin because there's a little bit of a lot for a lot of people on this show. The writers are reflective of just anybody that takes Uber. And so anybody that's listening, one cannot be offended by foul language. Like if you're offended by foul language, then you're just not going to be a fan of this podcast and you should probably just go stick your head in sand until the end of time. I don't know what the fuck can tell you, man. But also, if I can zone in on like young people and my demographic is super young, that is very valuable to potential advertisers and sponsors that want to market shit down these kids' throat from the day they get a credit card and the day that they start getting money after college, if they can start to market to them while they're in college, that is going to be very valuable to potential advertisers and sponsors. So that's kind of like peeling the curtain back on where the business thinking of that comes. And it's like, hey, this honestly wouldn't be a a bad market to grab up. Now, it's not all about that, but hey, listen, I am in this to make some money as well, right? Tell some great stories, give some good advice, make some people feel seen and heard, put my arm around some people and be like, hey, I got you and give them some fucking great advice, gas some people up, but also, hey, I need to pay the bills around here, okay? I'm on fucking Medicaid. Give me a break, man. But this is really cool. So I take my intern, Connor, and we go down and we put all of this, you know, the tablecloth and we get all set up on Ohio State's campus and we're going to start releasing these videos because, um... This is something that's like of the utmost importance to me is getting stuff for YouTube and TikTok because honestly, it's one thing to listen to me talking about the things that are happening with my writers or my interactions with people. And it's one thing to have the audio on this podcast, but when you see it 
And when you see how people react and respond to me, that is valuable. That's beautiful. And I have a gift, man. That's my gift. So showcasing that is is like of tantamount importance for me in terms of growing this show because I mean, I literally I, I literally met somebody at a gas station. He was pumping gas next to me in Columbus and we just struck up conversation and he was like, yeah, you know, I, I could tell, man, you have one of those faces, you know, you have one of those friendly faces. Like, I, I, I'm just like, that's what I'm talking about, man. I don't believe in strangers. I believe there's only friends that I haven't met yet. So I'm making my way through the world, trying to meet as many of them as I can and documenting it because video is a powerful storytelling tool. So we go down and we get set up at Ohio State's campus and we had scoped out this spot that was perfect. It was shaded and it was right in the heart of campus where people were just like walking everywhere. Now there is 66,000 students that go to Ohio State. University of Kentucky had like under 40,000, I believe, 30,000 something, okay? So there is a lot of people on campus, which means the better the chances are that for every 15 people that walk by that I'm like, hey, ladies, how you doing? Hey, what's up, boys? Hey, fellas, you like podcasts? You want to be on one? That there are a number of people who are going to sit down and give me what I want and give me what I need. And it takes a certain type of person to sit down and just start opening up, you know? Most people, people are a little bit shy. Sometimes people need that little social nudge. They need to be coaxed out of their shell a little bit. But I know that if I'm in a high traffic area and I'm putting myself out there, then it's just a numbers game, you know? Eventually, somebody's gonna come down that is racing into the chair that's like, hell yeah, what are we talking about, baby? And I'm like, you know what? That person... For all the people that said no, and I was just like, all right, cool, have a good day, you know, beat it, right? Like, not going to waste my time or energy getting bummed out that I got a no from somebody or that somebody was a little bit, oh, we'll come back later, but they never do. I, You know, it's like, whatever. It, it's cool. It's cool. I promise. Because the people that sit down in the chair make all of those no's worth that one yes, and it usually leads to some pretty great content. So we're going to run through some of these and... These were six people that all sat down, and I would like to just go in chronological order. I'll save the two best for last. That's kind of how things ended up. Not that any of the people were better or worse as human beings than each other, but some of the interviews were better. That's just the way that it goes. But we're going to go in chronological order, starting with my man Adam Joseph, and then Adam Kling, and then Holly, Justin, Max, and JP. So these are the open mic sessions from the Ohio State University. All right, we're rolling. What's your name, man? Eh? My name's Adam. I'm a freshman at OSU. Do you want to know anything else about me? Where are you from? I'm from Powell, Ohio. It's like a suburb 20 minutes north of here. Okay. Okay, yeah. And what are you studying? I'm studying biochemistry in German. So it's like kind of an eclectic mix, I would say. It's very eclectic. Right? Eclectic's such a good word. It is a good word. Like, nice like vocabulary. The hard the hard consonant sounds almost like add to a word that already describes so much, you know? Yeah. And I feel like Oh, I'm sorry. I just got distracted. I do it a lot. Yeah. So what do you want to discuss today? Like I'm really anything's fair game for me. Okay. I'm an open book. Well, how long have you been on campus? I've been on campus for a hearty eight days. And I think that like, 
nothing's really changed for me drastically since I've gotten here. Like my mindset's the exact same as it was this summer. I'm not like a new enlightened thinker, but I'm hoping by December, like I'm going to be like, who's a really enlightened thinker? Hmm. Ben Tompkins. I'm going to be like Ben Tompkins come <laughs> December. Yeah. I mean, I'm constantly thinking yeah. to myself, so. Right. No. Well, yeah. what are you hoping to find throughout your college experience? Um, I don't really know. I kind of just came here and with like finding friends in mind because like I think that there's nothing like more essential to the human experience and our relationships, you know? Like mm. I think like what are we if not our, our relationships? And I feel like that's a very cliche thought, but like it's honestly true. Like everything's meaningless if you don't have people to surround yourself with or people to like create that meaning for you or like define it. Right. You know? Hey, you know what I like to say? Your vibe attracts your tribe. Totally. And I'm, yeah, if no, you seriously. came here, are these your boys or did you just meet these guys? No, these are like totally my boys. I've known them for like a solid five days. Um, I know their middle names though. We got Ian Walter. Henry's middle name is Zorn. It's like weird. Henry Zorn and then Robert. What's your middle name? Robert Sterling. They have like weird middle names. What's your middle name? My name's my middle name's Joseph. So like funny story about this. My initials are AJR, like the band. But I always like I was like the original AJR because you know I was born like enough years ago. <laughs> but um, like my parents named me Adam because I was the first like son in my family, and they were like, yeah, we have to name him after like first man. And then my grandparents are like super Catholic, even though the rest of my family is like totally like gung ho, like anti-establishment liberal so you know like they had to consult my catholic parents and be like what should we give him for a middle name and they gave me joseph so like my name's adam joseph but i have like absolutely no catholicism in me yeah me neither i was raised yeah. catholic but oh, really my parents got divorced when i was 13 and then yeah. it was like so do you think that like is catholic trauma innate in people who are raised in the church has to be because yeah. there's so much of repression within totally. catholicism i think like that energy like is conducive to a generation of people who like i don't know just have like a lot of shit and that they've internalized and like they aren't like free to express so i don't know i'm like glad i wasn't ra raised religious but i feel like you also can't ignore like the impact religion has had on culture you know mm -hmm. and like how important it is for so many people like i always feel like i always feel guilty like talking about how glad i am to not be religious because i don't want to like i don't know i guess just not acknowledge people's full experiences you know i've always thought that the bible isn't yeah. i don't take what happened in the bible as literal things sure. that like fact yeah right but i think the bible is like a guide map sure i think that it's, teaches yeah. you through story how to treat people and how to how to be treated right yeah. no i think the bible is essentially this like collection of allegories and you're trying to get like you're trying to get morality out of it and you're trying to teach others like a way of thinking. But I think even sometimes that can be limiting, like to have like specific uh, moral set in place for like a whole religion of people to follow. I feel like that's almost limiting, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that could go hand in hand with a lot of the repression that like Catholicism endorses, even if it's unintentionally done. Do you feel like you have repressions through Catholicism? You know, I would like to think not, but I do think my parents, like some of the stuff that they had been taught through their Catholic upbringing, I think that like they, even if they've tried to unlearn these ideals, they've still like indirectly pushed them upon me as their child. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've had to live up to some things as like, a child of Catholic parents, but I certainly do not think it's as bad as if I went to like, what's it called? It's not PBR. It's like PSR. 
I'm not from here actually. I don't so wait. Is it a like, Catholic high school or something? No, it's the it's like youth group, like VBS. Oh, okay. Wait. Okay. I don't know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> I think that like my experiences with like a little bit of Catholicism in my life, it's definitely not as like noticeable as if I like as if some or compared to someone who like has had that influence their entire life and they went to like all the Christian schools and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I want to jump back to sure. uh, one of the allegories that we also talked about, right? Or another cliche, but okay. your vibe attracts your tribe, right? Yeah. Where I was going with this is you started introducing your boys, but you said that you just met them five days ago, right? right. Okay. So what you're going to learn yeah. through the next four years, yeah. this is what I want you to study. If there's one thing, all right, the okay. German and all that other stuff can wait, but yeah. you'll realize like when you walk into rooms, when you go to parties, yeah. when you go to the gym, you're going to cross paths with a ton of people Totally. and you're going to realize my, <laughs> I'm getting pelted with acorns <laughs> in the head. Not the best location for a podcast. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah. And that's going to be something that is reminded over and over and over right. with each of these exchanges that you yeah. beat. And you'll just, you'll meet people in the next four years that you're like, you know what? I like this person. Yeah. I feel like I can just be myself with that person. Totally. And then you'll feel other people that you, and then just ignore those people. Yeah. Those people. No, I think, I do think mindset is everything, but I also think like, I don't think the amount of time you've known someone is like a good determiner of like how close you are with someone or how meaningful they can be to you. Because I met some of my closest friends April of my senior year. That's what, like four months ago. Um, I met another one of my like really good friends like six weeks ago. And then I had to leave for college. So it's just like, it's certainly interesting to get so close with someone so quickly and to feel like you've learned a lot about them and through them. And then to have to like get up, leave them and like do it all over again, just on a larger scale. I don't know. Well, Adam, thank you so much for sitting down and spitting your truth, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. What's your name, man? My name is Adam Kling. Adam, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Benny T. I'm Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at him. He's getting one in there. I'm prepared. I'm prepared. I'm here with Benny T. Quick with this kid. Adam's quick. Okay, Adam, if you had one opportunity to let the world know your truth and you got some real talk that you want to share with people what would that be hey i i just support living it up i'm gonna try hard in school engineering's pretty fucking hard man but i'm living it up we're gonna push through go out with friends like have a good time ohio state's a great place to be love ohio man i'm here with benny t it's a saturday football starts in five days like it's such a great place to be enjoy your life man yeah That's real talk right there. Yeah, real talk with Benny T. Adam, thank you so much. Thank you, Benny T. Have a good one. (laughs) Good job, man. Thank you. What is your name? My name is Holly. Nice to meet you, Holly. Nice to meet you. I'm Ben. Nice to meet you, Ben. So this show is about people and their stories. Real people, real stories, real talk. All right. So if I said, Holly, give me some real talk, what you spitting into that microphone? Um, what? Trauma dump. Trauma dump. God, I don't know. You can trauma dump if you want. Sure. Um, my parents are split, I can say that. So, especially when I was moving in here, I was living at my mom's because, like, that's where I went to high school. And then all my dad, like, had my shit. So it was, like, really weird moving back and forth. I don't know. I don't got too much. Did they recently split up? No, they've always been split up. They never got married. So I guess... I don't know. It's always been one of those things. Um, and my par- everybody, all my friends are like, "Oh, so your parents are divorced? Like, how are your parents?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't know. I barely see one of them, but 
Yeah. Does that make you look at relationships differently? Yeah, it does actually. So I've been in a couple and so my mom's just, my dad's a great guy, but my mom's always been with the wrong guys. And so that's kind of like went on to me like, oh, okay. I see myself getting manipulated by these disgusting men, but I'm doing better now. I'm in a great relationship with a great guy. So yeah. Good. Men are mostly disgusting. Oh, all of them. Yeah. 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 We're really. okay, you know, but yeah. yeah. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Well, good. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't deserve that. And I think a lot of times what we watch our parents accept for themselves is, is how we, we normalize yeah. what we carry with us for the rest of our lives. So sure. if we grow up in a, like my parents are divorced too. Yeah. Okay. And my mother is a victim of abuse as are yeah. me and my brother and my sister. Yep. Absolutely. And it's easy to go through that experience and think, oh, this is what love looks like. Mm-hmm. This is what a marriage should be. Yeah. But you start to meet other people and mm-hmm. you get in positive relationships yourself and you go, whoa, this yeah, is actually absolutely. how it's supposed to be. Absolutely. So, so it's great looking at my boyfriend's parents and they're all happy and stuff. So at least I have something now to like kind of use to towards like my relationship and anything in the future good so yeah well wonderful no matter what if you and your boyfriend go on and get married or Mm -hmm. if this one doesn't work out and he's not the one always respect yourself and know that you're a bad bitch and you don't need that bullshit yeah that's real talk awesome real talk all right well thanks for spinning that around for me yeah awesome have a good one all right what is your name justin hey justin i'm ben ben my friends call me benny t And uh, this podcast is all about people and their stories. Real people, real stories, real talk. Alrighty, cool. So what is your real talk? If I said, yo, Justin, real talk, fill in the blank, what are you going off with? I got nothing. (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, well, why don't you tell me the number one thing that you're hoping to achieve as a freshman this year? Uh, To survive. That's it past Spanish what advice would you give to other freshmen that are on campus don't take Spanish (laughs) take a different language that's your major political science okay well why is Spanish so traumatizing to you is this like a high school thing that's lingering or I gotta do it one of my requirements really so gotta have to pass have to pass that well I believe in you (laughs) thanks Thanks for sitting down. Always a pleasure. Thanks. <laughs> All right. What's your name, man? My name is Max Starr. Max, nice to, nice to meet you, bro. Yeah, nice to meet you, bro. I'm Ben. My friends call me Benny T. Benny T. Yeah, I like baby. it. Now you can Benny say, I'll ride with Benny T. Benny, yeah. I'll ride with Benny uh, T. Yeah. I fuck with it. I mess with it. Oh, what's the, what's the like, language? Oh, like? man. We can say fuck, shit, piss, anything you say want. Say less. Hell yeah. Say less. Real shit, bro. Wait, yeah. what is it called? Real talk. Real talk. I couldn't, you know. No, no, I couldn't real put real fire, shit though. on a bunch of branding, yeah. you know what I mean? So, but it's, real talk, but it's yeah, real shit. It, real shit. Real shit. Real shit. All right, so you said that you have this same audio interface. So are you a podcaster yeah. or a music maker or what? I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little musician or something, something. Really? Yeah, I mean, so like I've been making music since uh, for like three years now, since junior year in high school. I'm a, I'm a second year right now. Okay. And I've posted one song when like when quarantine all started on my 18th birthday. And like it kind of blew up, kind of blew up a little bit. Really? And I've just been making music ever since then, but I haven't posted shit yet. Why? So I just because I'm like a perfectionist, and every song that I make, I don't finish it. I always just like 
75% make it, and then I move on to the next one. So I just have so many, like, that are just, like, basically finished, but not to my perfection yet. Bet. That So, yeah, I'm just – the goal is to post it by the uh, – Hopefully by the end of, like, next month. All right. Well, I'm going like to give you some real talk and show you why we do what we do, okay? Okay. So that's real talk. Yeah. Progress over perfection. I feel the same way. And I look at myself and what I do in the same vein as a lot of rappers mm. as well and music makers. Mm. Because at first, whether you play the guitar or you spit bars, Both? you're out there solo dolo until yeah. you get the labels and the deals. So. Well. Same thing with yeah. podcasting, right? Yeah. I don't have the sponsors yet, but if I stay down and stay with this grind, yeah, they'll come. The they'll come, okay? So, yeah. and what I want to let you know is I face a lot of that self-doubt and I'm the same way. I'm 29 years old now, but when I was younger, I would get working on an episode and I'd be like, "Oh man, like, yeah. you know, I would finish it and I would feel good about it, but then I would go and eat or I would come back to it. I'd start mm-hmm. to get anxious and then I wouldn't go back to the studio because like, I wouldn't I'll do, do it." Yeah. yeah but you know what? Mm-hmm. That was me holding myself back from actually getting better and working at it and saying, "You know what? This isn't yeah. perfect yet, but I still got to get these reps in because yeah. if you're not getting those reps in, right, you got to get them reps in exactly. Yeah. You got to get them out, man. Yeah. You got to get them out. So, I want you to drop a good song time. Next week, I want you to do it. So I got one that I was supposed to be dropping in twenty. I was supposed to drop in twenty twenty because it's called twenty twenty Zoom, <laughs> which is funny. And I've been really that's kind of one of the main ones that I've been holding back everything else because of because like I don't know I just wanted to drop in twenty twenty. Now it's already passed and I'm like, damn, like do I find another date that's good to drop it or what? Who cares? So yeah, at this point I'm, I might just go back to the crib, finish it off because it's literally just like one little thing I got to change on there, and I've just been postponing it. So I might just do that. Just get that one, drop it for next week, and then do it. Post post the rest of them because I've been building up an album now. I've been telling everybody, like I've been at least making a step to tell people I'm gonna drop stuff, right. so that you know it gives me that kind of external force to be like, all right, I actually gotta start, you know, finishing this stuff off. Hell so. yeah! All right, bro. They're waiting on the drop, man. Yeah, I know, man. And you <laughs> gotta are, you gotta get it out, man. And it doesn't matter if you if you know, like sometimes if I miss a deadline, right? Yeah. Usually these episodes come out on Wednesdays. Mm. A couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. I had a bunch of stuff go wrong, yeah. and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna have it done by Wednesday. I said, okay. Yeah, I'm mad about it. I'm pissed you off. Just keep going. Yeah. I drop it the next day. Who cares? Who cares yeah. how long it takes you, man? If For it's real, good enough and it's out, content, drop that shit. Yeah, I'm being too much of a just like. For real though, I needed that. I needed that though, cause high key I just keep postponing it, and now it's just become too casual. To where I'm like, alright, I'll just do it whenever, and, and whenever been, you know, it's just off and on. So the, the thing is, sure. if you get like a few weeks or months down the line, mm. and you've been putting stuff out, even though you don't think it's ready, or you're like, oh, I don't know, it's like, but you're gonna get down the line, and you're gonna be like, damn, look how much farther along I am because I've been doing yeah. the fucking thing. Yeah, the first one was nice. When I saw the, the views on it, I was like, okay, wait, hold up. I actually need to start doing more with this. Like, yeah. But that's okay because you're you're young, right? And yeah. you're, like, just working on this craft and, like, honing it. So you got all the rest of your life to do it. For real. And it's funny because, like, like music is, for me, it's kind of like the thing I do on the side. Like, you know, like, I'm at school for engineering and engineering. Like, I can never do mu- uh, music for school or work or anything. But, like, so I've been saying that a lot. Like, oh, I'm not doing music for any kind of work. You know, I'm not trying to make it type stuff. I'm just posting, you know, because I'm having fun. But, like, there's a certain amount of me that knows, you know, I should be posting all the stuff I am making, you know, because I got an inventory of shit just waiting there. So, yeah. 
Let it fly. I want to yeah. hear next week. You're going to follow me, and I'm going to follow you back. Say what? And next week, 2020 Zoom is yes, going to drop. Sir. Hey, it's the starter, S-T-A-R-R-T-E-R, because like, my last name is Star, S-T-A-R-R, so it's just a little thing I did. But, yeah. I like that. Appreciate it. I got one song out right now called Ayo Corona, but the album going to drop. Plug your plug your uh, Instagram right here. Free plug, bro. Um, okay, so the Instagram is Max Starter. Sp- Starter spelled the same way, so M A X S T A R R T E R. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm, I guess I'm gonna just start posting my promotions and stuff on there. Fuck yeah, Ayo Corona. Yes, sir. If people need to go it, and check it out. I really appreciate it, bro. Good to meet you. Good stuff, dog. Hell yeah. Real talk. Fuck with it, man. <laughs> hey, y'all. Yeah, keep listening. Whoever listened to this, bro, keep listening, bro. <laughs> y'all got some fire stuff on here for sure. I'll fuck my with man. It. Thank you, Max. It, All right, man. What's your name? What's right. your name? Uh, my name is Jay Patel. Jay, yeah. what's up, man? I'm, I'm doing pretty good, you know. What's up with you right now? <laughs> in Just Columbus. In Columbus. On Ohio State's campus. Yeah. Talking to motherfucking Jay Patel. Of course. Hell yeah. Dr. JP. At least I'm going for my MD. Ooh, JP. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Like, like my little boy uh, JP from Angels in the Outfield. That's my little homie, man. JP. Really? Yeah. You wow. know, you ever seen that movie? I, I haven't seen that movie. As much as I like trying, like, new experiences... Movies are something that, like, I don't usually get to movies that often because I'm just working and stuff. It's just expectations and whatnot. But, you know, I'm managing. All right. Yeah. Expectations by who? Um, just, like, I guess mostly from, like, uh, parents and, like, just other people that I met. Like, uh, back when I was in high school, like, a bunch of my high school friends, like, come here, right? Mm-hmm. And in high school, I built up this, like, persona, this, like, facade of just, like, being, like, the smartest in the room, like, constantly. And to some degree, that was true, but at the same time, it's like, I, I'm not able to take, like, a, my foot off the gas at any point in time, or else people are like, oh, you were just faking it, you're like, you're not all this, you're not all that. Like, it's kind of like a running fear of mine, really. Mm. Just, like, if I ever stop, then, like, I lose this facade, this, like, image that other people have of me, mm. you know? So it's, it was, like, one, my one regret, like, coming to OSU, just because I like OSU, but at the same time, it's... All these people have so many expectations on me to do well, to like do this, to do that. But are those people here on campus with you now? They are on campus with me. I see them like from time to time. But like, there's like some days where I'm just like, maybe today I can like take a break and just, you know. But like at the same time, if I don't do good in these classes, if I don't do this, if I don't do that, like the personal image that people have of me is somewhat important to me. If that makes, yeah. It wouldn't be real talk if. I sat here and said that I, you know, the same thing, right? I want I want people to like me. I want people to be like, oh, yeah, cool dude, right? But at the end of the day, if somebody doesn't think that, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Like, fuck them. Yeah, I guess so, man. That's what you got to develop is just this mindset of like, because the other thing is, who are you proving it to? And, and why does their opinion of you matter that much? At the end of the day, if they think you're smart, cool. If they think you're dumb, who cares? Right? You're here to get your education, make your family proud, but make yourself proud. Number one yeah. is to learn your craft. Mm-hmm. And you're a, are you a freshman right now? Uh, I'm actually a sophomore right now, but okay. I had the freshman experience because last year was COVID. COVID, right. Yeah. So this is like you're doing it live now. You're doing it yeah, live for the exactly. first time in a lot of ways. And I think the one thing that I, I want you to remember is that as long as you're doing yourself and mm-hmm. being yourself, doesn't matter what kind of an image like just don't think about the image that you're that that you're putting out there Mm -hmm. because if you just put your head down and focus on what you are trying to accomplish here 
that's going to send the loudest message. It's going to be like, oh, hey, I aced this fucking test. Hey, look at my new friends that I'm making and these people that I'm connecting with that like me for me mm-hmm. because the person that I'm being, my authentic self, is attracting these people. And these people are meeting me. They have no idea how smart I was in high school or what I did or didn't do extracurricular-wise. These people are going, damn, I fuck with JP. Like, JP's a cool-ass dude. Yeah. So just be yourself. I know. I feel like throughout my life, that's like, at some point it was like, at first it was just my parents with all these expectations. And I feel like at some point along the way, I lost that stage where you like, you find yourself and like you get your own traits. Mm-hmm. Cause all my traits really, they're just like sometimes tailored to like who I'm meeting, who I'm with. Like if I'm meeting this certain group of people, like I'll act a certain way. Right. But then if I'm meeting this certain group of people, I'll act like all formal. I'll, you know, yes, sir. No, sir. You know, but I feel like, Somewhere within, like, all these different personas, there's just me somewhere there, you know? I feel like the difficult part is, like, kind of finding that at some point, which is why I'm happy, like, I met my roommate, because he makes a lot of music, and I'm able to just, like, go for it, you know, without any negative, you know, just negative feedback, because it's just, like, just do it. I think you guys are going to be great for each other, because mm-hmm. I think both of you, I think, I think you're both at different points. Mm-hmm. I think maybe... And I hope you're not offended by me saying this, but but maybe he's a little bit more comfortable being himself and just like no matter what. Yeah. And I uh, the one thing that I want is for that to rub off on you. Mm-hmm. I think you guys meeting happened for a reason. So hopefully you get to see that a little bit. And I'm sure like not to like be like, oh, JP, yeah. like, but like, yeah, you also seem like you maybe you just need a little bit of a nudge. And hopefully yeah. he's going to be there to give that to you. And then as you continue to develop that mm-hmm. and get more comfortable so you don't have to go in a room when you're meeting people on campus or at a party or something to be like, oh, I've got to be this person to walk into this room. And I've got to be you're just going to be JP walking into whatever room you go to. Right. That's what you're trying to build up. At. And you know what? Mm-hmm. You're a sophomore. You're still super young. And I, 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 I'm 29 years old. Like I had to go through a lot of this self-discovery journey to even have the balls to sit here and do this. Like, I had to work up to this point. I couldn't have started this when I was in school. But it's been that journey. So if you stay down on that journey and you continue working at these things and finding yourself, pretty soon you're going to be confident no matter what room you're standing in. And that will speak the loudest because people are going to be like, that dude's sure of himself. He knows who he is. The loudest talk, man. That's realest talk right there, too. Real talk, man. That's real talk. Uh, No, but thanks for the advice. Good. Yeah. Yeah, no, this this is a good experience, too. Awesome. Like good, some good advice. And you know what? Yeah. You're also going to rub off on him mm-hmm. in some ways that maybe, maybe like study habits or anything else that you're mm-hmm. super good at. Like, I don't know those off the top of my head right now. Yeah. Right. But I'm sure that there's going to be things that you give to him that also rub off on him. Yeah. And so you guys are going to be great for each it's other, a, man. It's a nice quid pro quo, you yeah. know? Yeah. Got to use some big words sometimes. Hey, of course. All right. But Teach him, you yeah. know? Show him the way. Yeah. Show him the way. Good to meet you, man. Good to meet you, too. Hey, real talk. Shout out to everybody that came and chopped it up with me. Those were amazing. That's the type of energy that I'm feeding off of. That is like me peaking right there is just, you know, that's what I think is like, I don't I don't need alcohol. I don't need drugs to achieve that. I feed off of the energy that I get from other people. And when I can do something like that, where I am just quick on my feet, it's people, it's storytelling, and it's just smiles and having a good time, man. That is like my peak. That's me peaking. That's me peaking right there. So 
I just need to figure out a way to continue to do that in a way that is shot on video. So shout out to my intern, Connor Dewey. And I am really excited that we got to capture a lot of that. So a lot of that video is going to be going up on YouTube over the next few days and over the next week. And I'm definitely going to be doing this again. Um, we already talked about what our next campus is going to be. And I'm going to go to Lexington. We're going to do it at the University of Kentucky. So that'll be sometime later in the month of September, um, probably around like the 18th. So kind of looking at a couple of weeks out. But uh, we're going to do that. And then, I mean, dude, why not start to go, especially during football season? Like that is literally how I want to retire one day. It, my, my, my dream, my dream retirement would be to buy a camper, like an RV, and travel around every college football season to a different big game um, each week in and week out. And so if I can go and do this concept on a different college campus, maybe once a month or even maybe do it a couple times a month throughout the college football season and moving forward that is going to be where i get a lot of really good content and a lot of really good followers and like just connecting with good people man and the like i said the people that sit down and want to do it are the people that are going to lead to some really great content so um yeah i i just it was great part one was a fucking slap i think it's safe to say uh, I will be back up in Columbus. I'm back up in Columbus. I'm going to have more Uber stories. And I'll also have the Breakaway Festival recap. So really excited to go up there. I haven't seen Kygo live. And it's been too long. It's been way too long. And I'm going to get to see him perform all the Golden Hour stuff. Love Kygo. Probably one of my favorite artists. And uh, also, this is even better, is on Friday. Actually, I don't know. What's better, seeing Kygo live or getting certified lover boy by Drake? I get both of those on Friday, and I'm like, <laughs> let's go. Let's fucking go. We're raging. I'm going to pregame Breakaway Festival with certified lover boy. I mean, how fucking good can it possibly get, man? I'm hyped. I'm hyped. So I'm really excited to get back up there in Columbus. Please drop a rating and a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. If you like what we're doing, if you like the open mic stuff, or if you like the Uber stories and you're a first time listener, or you were on the show, please, actually, please, guys and Holly, if you guys would be so kind as to drop a quick rating and a review on Apple Podcasts for the show or on Facebook on the show page at Real Talk W Benny T, as people who sat down and talked to me, if you could just write a little blurb about your experience and getting down to sit and chop it up, that would be amazing. And if you're listening to this and you just want to admire what great work we're doing, not only myself, but also once you see the video that intern Connor is putting together, I would really appreciate it if you would let me know by dropping a quick rating and a review. And um, that helps me grow the show. Like it helps me more than you'll ever realize. So Thank you to everybody that's done that. But please, if you haven't, take two seconds and do that. Part two will be back next week. And I'm really excited for where things are headed after this weekend. This weekend was uh, just, again, just a reconfirmation of everything that I've been doing and talking about. You know, when I say things like, if you build it, they will come, like, I've been building it, and I've been building it, and I've been building it, and we've been building up to this point. And this last weekend, and on this episode, we hit a fucking crescendo, and we are just starting to scratch the surface. 
So I hope you guys will continue to ride with me to see where it all goes. Hashtag I ride with Benny T. That's it for me. I'm back next week. Uber Stories Columbus Part 2 is going to be a slap. (laughs) I am Ben Tompkins. That is Real Talk.